Welcome to Freedom from Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love, with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself, thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom from Attachment, because who the hell wants to be attached? I don't. So, hey, guess what? I have a special surprise today, and it looks like it locked up again. So can you guys hear me? We can. We okay. can. You guys here, I have guests. I have Legan and Roz. They are both coaches. Yes, they are both coaches with me. And for some reason, I'm having a video issue. And um, there, there we go. Are. There we are. There I you am. Broke so. through. Well done. I know, right? So if you're watching the video, you've just watched us, you know, a still photo, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> but if you're listening, on iTunes and you can't see us. There are three of us today. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are changing it up over here. We're making it a lot more, I don't know, interesting, fun. I mean, doing this for almost eight years. And so I think it's just so important too for you guys to hear other perspectives. And, you know, mm-hmm. both Roz and Legan were clients of mine and they trained as coaches, if you're not familiar with them. And they have their own stories, which uh, through the podcast, you know, they'll be sharing. Uh, you know, some of their experiences, some of the experiences working with clients, especially as we get into today's topic. Mm-hmm. Today's topic, I almost called it fuck your feelings. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's called you hurt my feelings and other inconsiderations. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to be mean, just just starting off with that little, uh, you know, statement. But, you know, this is not your fuck your feelings in a political way either, you know, because I know that's been a big thing, especially in the United States for God knows why, but I don't pay attention to any of that crap because I don't have any interest in it. But it's fuck your feelings when you say someone hurt your feelings. And I'm going to give you five reasons why. And I'm going to have the coaches, you know, jump in if they can think of anything else. But why why am I saying that? Why why would I say something that sounds really not very nice, right? Well, because you're stuck when you're wanting something from someone and you have expectations from them. That's a big part of it because your feelings are hurt. Well, that means you had expectations, right? Number two, you're at the mercy of another person to fix your emotional reaction. They're in control of your feelings. Why do you want someone else controlling your feelings? I sure as hell don't. Uh, Number three, you're personalizing it and making a story about you and how you're injured, which puts you into victimhood. Mm -hmm. And when you're in victimhood, the problem with that is you're helpless, right? Yeah. So four, You're missing what is actually happening. You're assuming you know the intention of the person 
which is to hurt your feelings, but it's never that cut and dry. Never. There's always more to it. Not it, Most people, when they're hurting feelings or I'm hurting someone's feelings, I'm not trying to do that. I mean, right. upset, right? But I mean, you guys, do you ever feel like you're trying to hurt somebody's feelings or that somebody's purposely trying to hurt yours for the most part? No. Yeah, you're always just trying to cope with what you're dealing with. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is no one owes you anything. So thinking it's a power play to get sympathy or apologies, because sometimes we're, you know, sitting around waiting for that, right? So I can tell everybody what a jerk you are, and they're going to feel sorry for me. And then you need to make it all better. So, you know, they instead are distracting you from living because when you're in that sort of circle of somebody hurt my feelings, and I need them to fix it, you're not living your life, you're focused on some other crap that is going to keep you stunted right where you are. So what do you guys think? You guys have anything you want to add to that? I would just say that all five of those I so relate to, and they're all wrapped up in self-responsibility for me because mm -hmm. where the freedom from all of that is taking responsibility. And that actually requires hard work because mm -hmm. it is so much easier to just put my, my, my emotional stability in the hands of someone else. Mm -hmm. um, right. And so no, I, I relate to all of those very well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they're, they're also, we don't realize it, but they're also self-centered because yeah. we're not really even considering what the other person's going through. And, and usually when we feel hurt, we feel really blameless. We feel like we are this innocent victim and we've been oh. wronged and we don't, <laughs> see how, right? but we don't see how um, we're being so self-centered and we're actually not thinking or caring about yeah. what we're going through. That is so they're not caring true. about our feelings or their feelings, you know. No, it's just they're stuck on the point. The right. point is you did that, you need to fix it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I always remember you, know, you saying too, even if they fix it, what what then? You get right. relief for a moment, but then you're still still like in that same place of pain. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yes, I have said that. It drives me crazy because we have a culture that sort of, you know, plays into this all the time. Like, oh, poor you, mm -hmm. you know, let me, let's all make it better. But the only person who can ever make anything better is you for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and why, why would you really want that? Why would you really want someone else to be responsible for your own healing? I mean, uh, because, Right. No, you're right. I don't know. Because mm -hmm. the bottom line is nobody else can do it. I mean, I know years ago, okay, let's all back up, right? Years ago, I would have been like, oh, yes, I want somebody to fix it. I mm -hmm. want either the person who mm -hmm. I'm pointing at, like you, you did this to me, mm -hmm. or I want the, the therapist or somebody to fix it. But it's not until you make that decision to actually do something for yourself. And I think that's mm -hmm. the hard part in getting past things like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where being introduced to you made the difference to me because going to therapists and psychotherapists and, and psychologists and any, any number of people that I've seen over the years, mm -hmm. they all just got into that allowing you to vomit up your shit every week. But in actual fact, I remember you just take responsibility and you were just very direct and it was like oh my word I've not I've not seen that perspective before and there's not enough of that perspective out there it's that poor me I'm so mm -hmm. safe and you're so at fault fix fix it fix it mm -hmm. so um, I found that very refreshing because again then 
different perspective. Oh, I actually am responsible for what, what I'm doing here and I need to take some ownership. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking yeah. ownership. So, you know, what might appear to be an attack or maybe it's not an attack, whatever, but you have the opportunity to show your value to yourself and not buy into what someone else does since you have zero control over them in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, right? <laughs> so what the hell are we talking about today? We're talking about your real feelings. You need to feel them. Mm -hmm. How do you feel and what do you want to focus on? Everything outside of you is not inside of you, right? And therefore, you're the CEO of your own internal landscape. And unless somebody is pathological, which... Uh, you know, I did that narcissist episode mm -hmm. a couple before, right? And there were people commenting on it. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, because my my thing is when you start giving people an excuse to be a victim, you're disempowering them. Mm -hmm. So when you look at somebody and you're like, they're a narcissist or they're this or they're that. And there is a lot of popular, you know, stuff out there around this. The problem is you no longer have power yourself. Mm -hmm. So, so if somebody has power over your feelings, unless they are pathological, which narcissists, by the way, that's under 5% of the population. So you're talking the other 95%, which is probably who you're engaging with is not purposely there to hurt your feelings, unless they're trying to get back at you and you're trying to get back at them. And, you know, we get stuck in that, right? So mm -hmm. it's moving out of that and, and not hiding behind the door and going, Oh my God, you know, I'm waiting for something to jump out at me and do something painful to me. Cause that's what we start to do. We start to walk around like, Oh my God, what's somebody going to do? Somebody going to hurt me. Somebody's going to do this to me when you're not taking care of yourself. So perhaps you need to know why you're there in the first place. Right. I mean, both Legan and Roz know it's like, Oh yeah, I'm making a choice to be there. Right guys. I mean, percent, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Guys, see, <laughs> there's three of us. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah. And anyway. it's usually it's usually there's no way that that is the first person in your life that is that way. Usually it's the eighth or ninth person that you've either dated or become friends with. There's a pattern. And so you're saying, oh, this narcissist, but if you're really honest, the truth is all these people in my life are just terrible to me. Well, no, all the people you choose yes. are terrible to you. It's not just that one person. I, I can, I would bet money that I don't have that there's a pattern there. <laughs> you yeah. And and of choosing that for yourself by being there in the first mm -hmm. place. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. It always comes back to making choice. And, and that's where like people want to, you know, argue with me. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you, you know, you have an instinct. We were born with instincts. Okay. And what you're saying is all your conditioning has knocked out your instincts and you have no instincts. So surprise, somebody who's coming to your life and is going to hurt your feelings and poor you. How did that happen? You don't have any instincts to tell that they're going to be mean to you. Bullshit. You're ignoring them. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and that's where we get back to it's, you want to look at, you know, in an argument and it's getting heated. Are you personalizing what the other person says? Why? How does it serve you? And what does that reaction give to you? There's a mm -hmm. benefit, right? Because there's a benefit to being a victim, right? We've all been there. Mm -hmm. It's the whole I'm blameless. Yeah. yeah. I'm blameless. And, and the hard part, too, is that most of us were victims at one point. 
And so we've had moment of we've had moments of victimization, and that we think that if we start taking responsibility, there's this real fear that it will invalidate our experience of being a victim. But it really doesn't. It actually you're invalidating your experience by keeping yourself there. Love it. Oh yeah. my God, that's so perfect, Legan. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, no, it is. It's so true. You're the one invalidating yourself. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Which is the good news because that means you can do something about it. Yes. Yes. That was my yeah. favorite part of all this work is just, okay, I can change. I guess it. as well, one we, we, we claim a role as the victim because when you've had care, caregivers where you've not really mm-hmm. necessarily had your emotional needs met, mm-hmm. the only way to get them met is to create drama. And so mm-hmm. drama comes with being a victim, poor me. Um, and and certainly in my experience for myself and for people I interact with who are from that kind of background, it is the way to get attention is to be a victim. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. always drama around, always drama. Mm-hmm. Always. And yeah, yet the rem- first person to say, I just don't know about, I don't like drama. I just don't know about drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to say that. So I understand that. I used to say that too. I I just think I'm not dramatic. I'm not dramatic. All my friends are, all the people I choose are, right? But I'm the like the one that's calm and eternal and takes care of everyone. Hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, my friends can hear me. It's so funny. It is. It's so funny what we do, isn't it? Oh my God. So uh yeah, here's the thing you know, most of us have worn this hat. So if you're cringing, just know you don't have to stay in cringe territory. You know, this is obviously here to help you because when you really get that you can do something, you're going to feel like a million bucks because you're not going to feel so heavy. Like, oh my God, this is the trajectory of my life. So you have to look at, you know, where did you learn to take what other people say is truth and deny your own truth of yourself? You know, what others do in a moment for you to stand on the podium pointing a finger and hoping for justice doesn't really serve you. But yet at the end of the day, you still have your feelings, yours and not someone else's, right? Mm-hmm. And so whatever stories you're creating based on somebody hurting your feelings, you have to look at how is this serving me that I'm always in a state of reaction to my own story about what is happening and how I feel. As long as you can't leave those feelings for the trash man to pick up, which is pretty much impossible, unfortunately, right? It's like, can I dispose mm-hmm. of these feelings somewhere so I'm not feeling? It doesn't right. work that way, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they stay with you until you deal with them. And even if you shove them down and try to ignore them, they just pop right back up. They're like weeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, they just show up. You're like, oh shit, I thought I put some you know, poison on those. How come they're still here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did I cover everything as far as like, you know, what we're talking about here when it comes to fuck your feelings and and the the kind of feelings we're really looking at yes the weeds that mentioned <laughs> yeah yeah okay so yeah. normally i'm sitting listening to you on the radio laughing my head off it's so wonderful to actually be live with you in legan <laughs> <laughs> i was usually listening, i was usually listening going oh my gosh yeah. oh my gosh that's me Oh my yeah. God. Where is she? How can she yes. see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just listen over and over and be like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's exactly what I do. That's what you know. Mm-hmm. How did mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
I didn't know until I knew. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. Mm Because for a long time, I thought I was the only one. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. thank you everybody for listening, by the way, because that has really been the game changer. And, you know, for all the feedback, all the topics, everything, I have totally appreciated it and, you know, that it's Mm -hmm. helping you. And I love it. So, Mm -hmm. hey, so why does this matter, right? Why does this matter? Fuck your feelings. At least these kind of like, you know, poor me, my feelings are hurt feelings, right? So if you want a healthy relationship, you need to stop unhealthy behaviors. And that feeds into how you get your feelings hurt in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. And why it matters. It takes two to tango. I think a lot of us forget that, right? That there's another person here, not just the person you're pointing the finger at, but Mm -hmm. you too, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason being is you become empowered, like we've been saying, through knowing you made a choice to engage in the first place. Like it didn't just happen to you, you know, like all of a sudden you were walking down a dark street at night and you were, you know, mugged by the feeling police, or Mm -hmm. I should say the feeling robber, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever, I don't know, (laughs) the something, (laughs) hello. you know, it matters because being a victim to what you decide to personalize, you know, in your reaction to the behavior of another means that you don't control you. And so you are happy or sad based on another person. And really, I don't think you're ever really happy when you base it on another person. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you're in that weird, numb sort of place, right? Mm-hmm. Waking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and lastly, you can be one of the walking wounded. But that comes from having expectations and your lack of boundaries. And it's usually an ongoing situation. And you're like, I can't stand it anymore. He hurt my feelings. She hurt my feelings. But you're still here. Meaning you may have a dynamic with someone, right, where you expect certain behavior, good or bad. Because we do. We don't just expect good behavior, especially mm-hmm. when somebody's bad. But maybe this time they'll be different. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever we're, we're saying, right? It's that they fulfill it or they don't fulfill your expectations. It's not up to you to assume their behavior. Like when you stop, like, okay, hi, Legan, Roz, how much do you assume other people's behavior? Do you even pay attention to that anymore? I rarely do. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Go ahead, Roz. Sorry. No, no, sorry. I'm just saying rarely. Mm-hmm. Not as much as I used to. I mean, look, I've still got some way to go, but but mm-hmm. I catch myself now doing it. Yes. And then I'm right. like, where can I take responsibility here? Where can I be empowered? rather than just the power and what meaning do I want to choose here? Sorry, Lee, come back to you. No, yeah, I love that. I was just going to say, usually it's after the fact because it's so rare, but I'll recognize after the fact, oh, I had expectations here. Why did I have those? It's it's something that it stops it short, where in the past it would be, they were wrong, I'm right, and then we just keep going until I guess I just get distracted with some other drama or, you know, the person maybe apologizes, but then, but now it's more of quick. Oh, I had an expectation there. Why did I have that? That was painful. Why did I do that to myself? Because expectations for other people are so painful to us and we do it all the time. And it's like, what good comes out of it? It's so frustrating nothing really good comes out of it. I mean, really (laughs) nothing. Yeah. Even if like, let's say you expect someone to do something nice for you and they do it, the expectation kind of kills the fun of it. Yeah. You're not as marry me, marry me now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. 
then it doesn't even feel good. No. Yeah. Okay, fine. You were you threatened to kill me unless I married you. Here's a fucking ring. And you're like, oh, goody. Right. I'm being, right. No, that was me. When I my first marriage, that was me. We had been together like four years. And and honestly, if you'd asked me, do you how do you feel? Do you really want to get married? You know, I would have probably said no. I mean, but this is what we're supposed to do. And I'm here. And so it needs to be worth something, right? Like I've put in all this effort. I've worked so hard on this relationship. I need to get something out of it because feeling good isn't happening. So it's just, yeah, that's what I did. I basically just was like an ultimatum. And then we got married and it just feels so flat. It's like, right. It's terrible. I'm laughing because that was me too. Although I did want to marry him, but still I get the ultimatum. And then when I got when I got the ring, it's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, it didn't feel so good, as you say. This big ex- you know, explosion that you expect didn't happen. Right. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, that's um. Let's see. My ex husband. Sure. Oh, I'm pregnant. Shit. <laughs> I don't this say that lightly. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, I at the time was like, look, if you don't want anything to do with it, I I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take care of things, right? But it was we were living together and we um I didn't want to get married when I was pregnant. I had a whole thing about that, you know, I wanted to be not pregnant. And then it was like waiting for him to ask me. It's like, dude, I'm living with you, I got your kid. What what, what are we doing here? Right. (laughs) So, you know, and yeah, I mean, but it was at that time in that relationship, I absolutely was of the, oh, you hurt my feelings. I was the, let me shut down and, you know, give you the silent treatment. Let me ignore you. Oh, you've hurt my feelings. You need to get it, motherfucker. You're not getting it. (laughs) You know, like seriously, how many of us do that? We use it as a form of manipulation. Right, oh, it's so ugly and toxic, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It's painful though. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. So, I came up with an example, and I figured you guys might come up with a couple examples too. So I'll share my example, and then if you guys have some examples, you know, I think we've been giving some, but this mm-hmm. is the part of the organized, you know, this is an organized podcast. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to go too far off topic. In other words, mm-hmm. all right, so. So what are some examples of this craziness? Well, here's one. You're in a relationship with your significant other and you start arguing over your plans for Saturday night, which then degrades into how disappointing his or her behavior is to you. You know, you've been saving it up and you're letting it out now full force, right? You've been triggered and it's like, oh, I'm going to give it to you. And your partner responds by calling you a bitch or an asshole or whatever word, depending on you know, the words that your relationship tends to have, because, you know, in certain relationships, right, we have certain words we use. Oh, he called me that or she called me that. Okay. (laughs) So it degrades into that. And it sounds like a criticism that you don't even believe is true on one level. And you're like, well, that's not true. I can't believe he or she just said that to me, Mm -hmm. but it feels like it cuts you like a knife. Is this surprising when you argue in this manner all the time? Is it surprising that if you um, allow yourself to always argue in this way that it's happening right now? Like, how is that surprising to you? And why is that something that still triggers you? Right. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's one example of how the Mm -hmm. fuck your feelings, you know, hurt my feeling crap goes. Roz, Mm -hmm. you got any examples you want to share? I can share one, but it's, and it actually was fresh for me today. It's where I live in a, in, in the UK and, and I live in a semi-detached or uh, sorry, I'm in the middle and I've got a house on the other side of me 
and I get on very well with one set of neighbours and not with the other set of neighbours. And the not so nice neighbours, I left a Christmas card and a present for at Christmas, and they never acknowledged it or said thank you. So I realised I was giving with an expectation of return just right there. But today I saw saw them out the window and I waved and, and one of them kind of gave me a half wave and I was infuriated. And so I wanted to go to the neighbour on the other side, the nice neighbour, and say, can you believe that? And I, I didn't, you know, that hurt my feelings. But then actually when I took a breath and I thought, well, what was the, what's the point of going to the nice neighbours and stirring up shit because I'm unhappy with the other neighbours? What responsibility am I taking? How do I want to feel? Do I really care about the fact that we're just kind of like do a vague wave over the mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. and I kind of came right back around circle by taking responsibility for where I was at mm -hmm. but that's a, again a very fresh and example of where you want to gossip and have someone tell you you're right for feeling that way an actual mm -hmm. fact I need to check in with myself about where it is that I'm at and that's where my empowerment is right I love that that's so good Roz because mm -hmm. it's so true because I'm sitting here going, oh, you gave the gift and they didn't say anything. But then I'm like, but why did you give the gift, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. I have so many examples. I'm like filtering through my Rolodex. Future, I'm sure. But yeah, it's like once you have the, that awareness, it is so freeing though, because you free yourself, you free other people. My brother, I was just thinking in August, we all went to the beach for his 40th, 40th birthday and his girlfriend is so sweet. And um, I guess she had been planning to reach out to me and tell me about it, but nobody had. And so I was making plans for his party and then found out that we were actually all invited to go to the beach. And it felt kind of like a last minute, like I was a last minute invite. And it triggered me so bad that wound of, you know, I don't matter and people don't care about me. And so um, it's just having that awareness of, he's so selfish and self-absorbed and I do everything and he doesn't care, you know, because usually we're over giving and then the yeah. other person can't even match us. And so just that old, those old stories came back and, you know, I just, because of this work, it's like, okay, this is a false reality that you're creating. And what, where do you want to operate from? Like, do you want to operate from a place of I matter and I'm invited and I want to go, or do you want to operate from a place of he's bad, you're good, you know, he's selfish. And then it's like, why do I want, why do I really want to feel that way about my brother? You know, some mm -hmm. of the things like when we're hurt, it takes the other person being a really bad guy. And we don't think like, well, do, why do we really want to feel that way about someone? Like, you know, Roz, your, your neighbor, like, do you really want to feel like your neighbors are terrible people? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. You know, that's what right. we do. We create this story where they're just like this terrible person. And then it's like, well, why do you even want to go on a trip with someone that's that <laughs> terrible? Right. Because yes. it's real. It's not true. You know, he's living his life. He's, I'm not the first thing he thinks of when he wakes up in the morning. How dare him? And here's the thing. There's fallout from it, right? right? Because if you're making that person into an ogre and you're still going to be in their life, right? Right. Then what does that mean? That means that it kind of colors the rest of your relationship. Yes. 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 And they're oblivious. They're oblivious to the story that you're in and, and all this resentment you're carrying. Yes. Hoping they'll, they'll, they'll see it and they'll come and rescue you from your pain. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm such an asshole. What is it I did exactly? Because I don't remember. Right. Right. (laughs) I know. And you see it happen all the time. All you want is to be close to people. If you're feeling like your feelings are hurt, they're hurt because you care about this person. You don't you don't really get your feelings hurt by people that you don't know that often. I mean, it's kind of like whatever. So if someone's hurting your feelings, it means you care about them. And you, so if you care about someone, you want the relationship. So, but if all you're focused on is how you've been wronged, you can't have what you actually want, which yeah, is right. the relationship. You're creating right. distance. That's so ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. It, but that's one of the reasons why we have the programs we do too, mm-hmm. because getting out of that is not just an intellectual, I don't want to do this to my relationships. It's doing the work that you have to on yourself, connecting to yourself that's the work and that's why i think it always helps to have somebody to do that with yes like us yes can i share something real quick that i would have been thinking six years ago listening to us i would have thought well Roz, maybe your neighbors don't like you (laughs) and i would have thought also to myself i would have thought well maybe they didn't want to invite you but then like that's what people think is like well if i don't i have to be on guard or else people will mistreat me or I'll be, I'll, I'll be somewhere where I'm not really wanted. And there's a lot of shame around that. Mm, Like, well, Legan, maybe they didn't want you to go. And so you, because you took responsibility for your own feelings, you, you might've gone somewhere where people didn't really want you there, but Mm. you know, that's what it's like a defense mechanism. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's fucked up because Mm. I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, oh, I, I wouldn't be wanted, so fuck them. But no, it goes back to, I had a client when I first started and he was like the biggest control freak. He had to plan every little thing. So if, if he was going on vacation with his friends, if one of them stepped in and said they were getting the hotel, he would be like livid, okay? <laughs> no, because you're going to get a crappy hotel. It's not going to be where we want to be. Like he had a whole list of reasons, right? That's so- <laughs> But, you know, I just remember his whole story about how he had a plan, everything. I was like a 30 year old guy. He had a plan, everything Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Right. But if somebody stepped in and took that from him and his feelings were hurt. okay, Right. Would it be, oh, shit, I'm not supposed to go on vacation with them. No, we don't think that. Well, maybe other people are thinking they should help or maybe other people. Right. Are thinking that they're looking at you from a different perspective, like Raza's neighbors, maybe they're really introverted or maybe they Mm -hmm. have other issues Mm -hmm. and they just don't want to play in the sandbox with anybody else, you know, Mm -hmm. or in Legan's case, maybe they just thought they were doing, you know, like not putting the responsibility on Legan, you know? Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Just check the assumptions really again, ownership. What Mm -hmm. assumptions am I making? And can I clarify those if I want to feel good? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that moves us right into the next part, which is the lesson here and what you can do about it, right? Which I always start with awareness. You have to have awareness of what you're doing. Most of us have awareness of what we think, and I said think, other people are doing, but we don't have an awareness about what we are doing. What are you doing to create this? And I'm going to give one other thing and I'm going to ask you guys to contribute as well. You know, another step is to look at the relationship and what do you expect? What do you want? Are they two different things? Do you have expectations which you know are fulfilled or unfulfilled? Is it really what you want? Maybe yes, maybe no. And if they're two different things, then you have to look at 
why you're in something where you have two different things going on, right? And mm -hmm. what the reality actually is of the relationship without coloring it with, well, they do this or they do that. That's not it. It's what's the reality? Where are you meeting? Where are you connecting? You know, mm -hmm. what is it you're not communicating or is being communicated to you? You know, are you really open and vulnerable or are you just saying things to get a reaction? You know, do you hide out? Do you people please, you know, hope the other person's going to be nice to you? You know, a lot of this behavior is manipulative, especially when you're like, you hurt my feelings, you owe me. Nobody owes you shit, <laughs> but, right? But we have this idea in our culture that somebody owes you. So you have to look at, you know, who are you being in this situation and saying what you want, saying what you don't want. What are you waiting for? Like what, you know, in the moment, well, I say I want this, but do you really want that? Or are you just looking for relief? Are you looking for love? Are you looking for connection? Are you looking for happiness? Mm -hmm. Well, how are you creating that here? And that's what you want to look at. Is you want to answer those kind of questions for yourself so that you have some clarity. So mm -hmm. Roz, Legan, anything you want to add to some other things that you can do? I think most of us have the same thing, same uh, thought bubble pop up when we get our feelings hurt. It's, you know, I don't matter or, or what we want is we want approval. We want acceptance. We want love. And so the, the easiest way to get that feeling is to matter to yourself, to, to love yourself, to love your feelings, even if they feel bad. You know, a lot of clients say, um, well, how do you, how do you, how do you love your unwanted feelings? How do you, how do you love feeling unlovable? And it's like, by just being with the feeling, by accepting it, that I don't feel like I matter right now. Okay, well, I'm mattering to myself by just taking responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just a faster way to feel good, which is what yeah. we really all want. We want right. to be approved of and accepted, but we won't approve ourselves. We have expectations for another person that we don't give ourselves. Oh God, so Quote from Tracy Cressley. <laughs> Well, that was so good, Tracy. Good job. What about you, Roz? Anything you want to add to that? I just, just building on both of that, I think I think for, for, for me, it was always, there was always unwanted feelings. And so it's, it's mm -hmm. to sit with those unwanted feelings because it's a mirror. So when I'm, when I'm feeling hurt by someone else, I've got to look at, well, okay, well, what's really going on here? What am I avoiding wanting to feel? Is there scarcity? Is there love? But then always I take it back to what am I waiting for this person to do for me? And am mm -hmm. I being a, a victim on the drama triangle? And right there, those two things instantly pounce me off. I don't want to be either of those. Mm -hmm. um, I love so that. So that's how I've been able to take action. That's can great. I share? Can I share what I would have been thinking six years ago? I would sure. have been thinking, well, then people are just going to keep treating you bad. If you take responsibility, right? If you don't hold yeah. others responsible, then then you're gonna you're always gonna be treated bad. Which is such a freaking joke, but because we act like we are in control of people when we have an expectation of them, you don't you're not in control of them. Yes, yeah. You're just making yourself miserable. At yeah. least if you decide you're taking responsibility, then guess what? You also get you, to do. You feel you good. Make choice. Yeah, you get to feel good. Yeah. You get to make a choice. Do I even want to be here? Maybe mm -hmm. I don't want to be here and I can make the choice to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what you just said there, Legan, the six-year-old, six years ago person, it's a story that you're in reacting to because everyone is such a generalization. Everyone's just going to continue to do that. Yes. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yep. And that's why when you guys know deep down inside that you are the one who's in control of your own life and not other people, that that is the best emotional freedom. That's the feeling of I get to make choices and I'm not locked in a prison. I'm not stuck in these situations. And that is another reason why I have the podcast and I have programs. And if you guys have been listening and you're like, holy shit, I want help. I want to work with Legan. I want to work with Roz. I want to work with, you know, Tracy's programs, then email happiness at tracycrossley.com and set up a discovery call. Uh, you know, when we have discovery calls, by the way, it's not where uh, anybody's forcing you to do this, but we want to make sure before you even do this, that you're serious about it because mm -hmm. It's really easy to avoid. Trust me, I was an avoidant. Hello. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really easy to avoid. But when you get to that point, as Legan was saying earlier when we were talking, and she's like, I was ready to eat dirt. I didn't care what I had to do. <laughs> right. But seriously, I was in the yeah. same boat. I'm like, I am not doing another attached relationship. No fucking way. You yeah. know, whatever it is, it's like you just got to get to that point. And when you do, then you contact us and we will help you. Yeah. So, I yes. Love that. Yes. Okay. So universal truth. We have a universal truth and that is you have the right to continue to be hurt and let everyone know you're in pain or you can figure out why you're there and what you might be trying to prove by your communication with the other person. Who matters here? You have to matter or you'll just keep on repeating the same cycle and walk around like someone stole everything from you. So the wrap up today is what do we talk about? Feelings that are emotional reactions to what you perceive as a slight, but were they really? Hmm. And to learn why you exist in situations that you feel do not reward you. So three other podcasts. We have number 518, Thinking Your Feelings versus Feeling Your Feelings. Number 351, Journey of Attachment, True Feelings versus Reactions, which is really, you should probably really listen to that one. Yeah. And number 345, Journey of Attachment, It's Easier to Ignore My Feelings. So, um, you know, another thing, oh, I forgot to mention, whoopsie. Yeah, I have a free group on Facebook, so you can go there. It's Overcoming Insecure Attachment. If you are looking to join anything on Facebook and you find groups there enjoyable, we do put content in there. Um, and then also I'm going to be doing, it's kind of like a pen pal program. It's called a spoonful of sugar <laughs> to make the medicine go down. Now. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a writing program with me. It's for a year. And you basically are going to get an email from me once a week. It's going to have three questions on it. You are to answer the questions in a timely manner. And then I will respond to your answers. And that, my friends, is for a year. It's a form of, I don't want to call it coaching, but in a sense, it's, it's getting things answered and it's asking you to do things and it's making you stick to it too. So if you're unsure, you know, you want to join anything or, you know, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to come out of hiding yet then maybe this is for you. Or if you're a past client of mine and you want to have some accountability and you want to, you know, have some uh, discourse with me, then absolutely do it. Or if you're in one of the programs now and you're like, okay, Tracy, I want to add on to my list of shit to do. Uh, and you are it. So <laughs> anyways, um, I had to put that in my outline. Otherwise I would have totally forgot to say it. So, all right. With that, you guys, any parting words to the audience today? No, it's just so fun being here. Thanks oh, for having me. I loved. Yeah. It's so wonderful. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I know this has been a lot of fun. I might have to do this a lot more often than once a month. So <laughs> anyways, everybody, thank you for listening. And we'll be talking at you next time. Take care. Bye. 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 
Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com. <laughs>